Welcome back to the Blog Boy Roundtable presented by the Bay Area Examiner. I am Seth Barnador, joined by Nathan Bond of the Bay Area Examiner. And then we've got a dynamic duo from DraftKings Network, we've got Nick Simon and Colin Sherwin this week. It's a big week. Uh, Colin wanted to jump in and uh, give you guys a heads up of something that's coming later on this week. Sports gambling seems to be coming to Florida. Is it 100% confirmed? Uh, you can actively make a bet right now here in the state of Florida. Um, if you have an account previously with Hard Rock Bet, if you are trying to establish a new account, that's not happening. Anyway, um, just so you know, guys, now that we have legal sports betting here in the state of Florida um, with an app in Hard Rock Bet that is uh, certainly a platform, not one that I work for, but a platform that you can uh, wager games on, um, what I would say is we should probably find ways to take all of their money. So uh, I will be doing an online class, 7 p.m. on Thursday. We're going to tape this thing. Um, if you have any questions, just at me on Twitter, at Colin Sherwin. We'll also try and drop in a thing where you can ask questions live while the show is happening so that you can start to see how these things work. Right now, they have a $100 promo for everybody who downloads the app. We'll find you the best way to exploit that. And we'll also go over some things that I've looked at in the app already and gone, hmm, that looks like an opportunity to make money. Um, they're not necessarily on the sides and the totals, but some of the derivatives markets and some of the props markets seem to be pretty good if you're paying attention. So uh, we will do a class for all of our fine people. Um, and you guys can come in and find the best way to exploit this thing. Um, obviously, states where there are multiple vendors and multiple competition are better for the consumer. But you can still make money, even if you've only got one way to bet legally. So we're going to try and help you do that. Uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, uh, jump into the Discord. I will also probably tweet something out, and we will find other ways. We'll link to it. We'll send an email. But we will get it together. And so you guys are going to be able to bet on sports, not just football. We're going to also look at college basketball, which started on Monday, um, and start to look at the best ways to make money there as well. So it's not just sides and totals. There's other things. And I will go over some of my process uh, on Thursday. All right. Thank you, Colin. We are looking forward to doing that. And we'll make sure to gather some questions for you. So you've got a lot to discuss. So thank you for joining us. Are you, you're, are you staying at all? You're staying for a yeah, few minutes? Yeah, sure. Come on. Let's, let's <laughs> rock right. and roll. Let's, oh, wow. All we, right, got, so, we got election results coming in here in Kentucky and Ohio. I got bets out on the other day. You know, come on. We got to <laughs> yes, Colin, can, Colin can teach you how to bet just about anything if, on, uh, if, 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 if it opens up enough. Uh, but we'll stick with some college football. And first, um, last week, we all took kind of a victory lap. Uh, you know, we had a really good record. I think the show went 17-3. and three, But this week is an especially special victory lap for one Nathan Bond. Nathan, why don't you take it away? Thank God the second worst coach in college football has been fired. Unfortunately, he uh, our first coach fired pool uh, went to Brian Ferentz. Uh, second coach fired, obviously, Alex Grinch, USC defensive coordinator, who uh, Lincoln Riley finally uh, took behind the barn and uh, put him out the pasture. If this man gets another defensive coordinator job, there should be an investigation into the malfeasance because he will 100% ruin another Heisman candidate's final season of eligibility. Poor Caleb Williams. 
he puts up what 42 points against Washington and they had no shot in hell. It they oh my god. Good riddance. Go away, Alex Wrench. You're the worst. I don't know if you guys saw I don't know if you guys saw like um there's some where you could like zoom and enhance. Uh when Caleb Williams went over to his mother, I believe. The piece of paper she was on up said Lincoln just told me he's gonna fire Alex Grinch. And those are actually tears of joy after the game. So <laughs> So here's the thing, like if Todd Orlando's team sucks as bad on defense as they do this year, next year, all right, we're gonna put him out the pasture too. Like it's okay to be bad in your first year. And if Alex Grinch had just gotten this team to like moderately somewhat responsible in season two, then show some improvement over what was a horrible defense last year. They might be worse this year. That's like totally not acceptable at USC ever. And you, you mentioned Todd Orlando for our USF fans. Um, I would venture a guess Alex Grinch and Todd Orlando are kind of cut from the same cloth, create havoc, force a lot of turnovers and just give up just massive amounts of yards all of the time. And eventually the turnover luck does not break your way like it had for USC last season and uh, for parts of this year. And this is what happens. What's funny though, is Grinch was at Washington state with Leach and was pretty good there. And then he left there and took uh, like an assistant job at Ohio state. Right. And was considered to be like a rising star that you could pair with a high powered offense. And that's why Lincoln Riley hired him in Oklahoma. And for some reason he kept him and, uh, <laughs> It could not happen for much longer. So um, USC, not really a factor in the playoff. And they released, they just released the second round of the playoff standings. No big changes, really. I, think, I don't think the top eight changed at all. Anything from that, guys, that, that you think bears comment? I'm a little surprised Alabama didn't move up, but I guess they'll have their chance to as the season goes on. It's just hard to put Alabama in front of Texas. Yeah. And it's hard to put Texas in front of Oregon, you know? Um, so I, I mean, if you, if you put Texas six, then you could maybe put Alabama seven and Oregon eight, which was the mm-hmm. Greg McElroy argument. But I think, I think Oregon's loss was a better loss at Washington in what was a coin flip game and came down to how many two point conversions that are Oregon correctly went for. So, yeah. um, Math just didn't work out. I mean, did the math smart thing and it didn't work out, but I think in the long run, and they're going to be a favorite in, in Vegas by what? Four, four and a half. You know, if that's a rematch in the, in the Pac-12 championship game. So yeah, yeah I kind of, I think it's right. My, I guess my question is going to, my question is, and this is something that may not end up mattering at all, but let's say this is something you've seen going around. Let's say Alabama beats Georgia in the SC championship game. They both go there, you know, went out. Uh, would you put Alabama in over, you know, would, would Alabama be in for sure with a win over Georgia? Not in, not even knowing how anything else shakes out. Do you think like that's, that's, that's again, that's tough because I mean, cause okay. So you're, I'm just look, pulling up the schedule right now. So Ohio state, Michigan is going to cancel each other. Yeah. Out. Somebody's, somebody's going down there. Georgia's going to, uh, I mean, in this scenario, Georgia would have the loss to Alabama. So that's Ohio State, Michigan. Then assuming Florida State and Washington uh, or Washington, Oregon wins out, 
you may sneak Alabama in there at the four seed. I don't know. It, it's like this is kind of a it's a very fascinating um this year, just like the Heisman race. It's a very fascinating uh race for the college football playoff because even though you kind of still see the same teams like Alabama's in the mix, Georgia's in the mix, Michigan's in the mix, there's also still a feeling that a lot of stuff can still change between now and this time next month when we're getting into conference championship uh, season, conference championship games, instead of where we kind of, instead of like years past where we kind of already know basically the who's going to go to the playoffs. Like you mentioned, like the top eight's basically the same. Any number of those teams could still like get in by the end of the season. So yeah, there's all kinds of scenarios that's going to uh, play out over these next uh, this next month or so. And it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, the really interesting one would be if uh, if Ole Miss beats Georgia, and then Bama wins, Bama wins the West, wins the SEC. Then what happens if Ole Miss is in there with one loss, lost Alabama, Alabama's SEC champion? Uh, if you get a couple other losses, Ole Miss would have a, I guess a, a, a say a little bit. But speaking of Ole Miss in Georgia, that is this week, but it is not probably the best game of the week. Probably second. So. Let's go ahead and get into this week here. Um, we start with a game that I think has a little bit more hate than usual. Michigan goes on the road to Penn State. It's a noon game, so you don't get a wide out there. Uh, Michigan is a four-and-a-half-point favorite right now with the total at 46. You know, Michigan is a team that the metrics seem to love. They are They haven't really played anybody, but they are crushing everybody they play. Uh, Colin, does that does their schedule give you any pause when thinking about this Michigan team against Penn State? Uh, the schedule is always going to give you pause because you know it's all fun and games till you get hit by a team with equal talent. But Penn State doesn't have equal talent. Um, I this opened five, got bet down to three and a half, got up to six in some places earlier today, and has started to come back down. Is now at five or four and a half, depending on where you look. Um, I think this closes closer to six than it does to four. Uh, I think Penn State um, just does not have the horses. This is not the right type of matchup. And I think Michigan runs the ball down their throat. Penn State's defense is strong, but I think they will just wear them down and wear them down. And I really like I like Michigan here on the road. Ohio State 120-12 to 12 on the road, really held that offense, uh, Penn State offense in check. I think that happens again here, and I think it actually happens bigger. So I'm looking at a two-score or more win here for Michigan, and I think they make this look pretty easy. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like Michigan as well here. They're a team that, like I said, the metrics seem to love. But then you also listen to personnel people, and they're the ones saying that Michigan may have the best defensive front, better than Georgia. They're a team that looks the part. Uh, so when you kind of put those two things together, uh, you feel pretty good. And they have a psycho at head coach that's got an actual vendetta against everyone now. So um, <laughs> I think that's going to help. And our reverse everybody. Yeah, Nick, uh you are on the Harbaugh psycho train as well. You rode them to a couple uh, off the board wins earlier this year. Um, is, are, you, do you, are you siding with Michigan here as well at Penn State? A hundred percent. I mentioned a couple weeks ago. I, I trusted James Franklin in a big game once. Not not gonna not gonna make that mistake again. Not gonna let that happen again. Just I I still even schedule be damned. You know, this is like their first – they're playing a team with the Pulse for the first time, but I still think this is the best team, 
the most complete team in the country. And now, especially after the last couple of weeks, they're really the cult in Ann Arbor is circling the wagons in like it's us versus everybody. And, and they're going to beat Penn state with a hammer here. It's, it's not going to be pretty. I'm all over the Wolverines this game. All right, Nathan, we've got everybody. So Vito and Steeg are not here tonight, but they both picked Michigan as well. Uh, are you side with Michigan to make it a clean sweep or you got Penn state or something on the total? Uh, Michigan minus four and a half. Uh, said a few weeks ago when Ohio State and Penn State played, like you got to prove it to me. Like prove to me you're actually different than you've been for the last ten years. Until then, uh, you're you're good. You're not as good until you prove it. Uh, Michigan easy. All right, so that's a clean sweep for Michigan. Next game is not is a game maybe a month ago looked like it was going to be an awesome game. One that used to be an awesome game every year when, uh, you know, about 15 years ago. We've got the Miami Hurricanes at the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State is a 14-point favorite. The total is at 50 and a half. Stieg likes Florida State. Vito likes the over 50 and a half. Colin, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I hate to be a chalk-eating weasel, but get that 14 before it's 17 because there is no freaking way on earth this line's coming under it. Man, Tyler Van Dyke is a broken human being. It is sad to watch that kid play football. He has regressed. I don't know how hurt he is. I don't know if something is going on. Like, I am just, I watch that kid play and I am feeling for him. Like, it is brutal to watch him play. He's just broken. I don't know who they have behind him. I'm not sure what would make more sense if, if you just throw somebody else out there just to possibly potentially give you a spark. If they were to put like just some unnamed random four-star true freshman that I've never heard of out there, I'd probably mark this game at, at maybe even 13. Like I would probably give Miami points if they would just not start Tyler Van Dyke here. It is really, really bad. Defense still is pretty good for Miami. They can still force turnovers. They can do some things. I think the other thing to look at here is Wilson and Coleman. Do we do we know how Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman, are they injured? Are they going to play? What do we got? Do we know? I was just about to ask you, so no, I don't uh, know. I, I see them listed as questionable. Like, uh, um, sorry, um, Norvell, I was looking it up. Norvell gave some vague answer, of course, like, oh, well, we're, we'll know at the end of the week. But, so, who knows? Who knows? All right. So Colin likes FSU. Colin likes uh, Johnny Wilson is questionable. Ken Coleman questionable. Let's assume they both go, even if they're seventy percent. I still like I still like FSU here. I think this turns into an absolute just a pasting unless Miami can find a way to not have Tyler Van Dyke in at quarterback. Nathan, where what are you? What is your leaning here? Florida State, easy. Uh, Miami sucks. And uh, I, I love Jordan Travis. Um, he was my dark horse candidate for the Heisman this season. He probably won't win it. I don't think his passing numbers are quite to the level of the typical Heisman candidate. Um, but I, I really like watching this team play, and they're fun. And I think it's fun when Florida State is good. All right, Nick, which way are you headed here? 
Jordan Travis third in Heisman odds. He's he's been hanging he's been hanging around there. He's not he's not he's just under Knicks and uh, Penix, but like he's been he's been hanging around. So you never know because it's last month. But oh yeah, just similar to the Michigan game, this is easy. It's Florida State. Um, I said it. I said this like a month ago when it happened that that idiotic decision not to kneel at the end of that game it's gonna kill Miami season and it's it has it's it's killed it's killed their season I think this is the last real thing that they really have to play for at this point and I just don't envision I just don't envision um them um <laughs> I don't envision them keeping this close because Florida State's just gonna run over them the only thing that does give me pause is the status of Coleman and Wilson, but I think that they'll get up for this game and it's, it's not going to be pretty, especially that this is going to be a big time matchup and dope like that. Nah, man, Seminoles all day. Hmm. Do we, um, do, you, you mentioned Jordan Travis. I, I agree. He's probably not going to win it, but I think Jordan Heisman has, or Jordan Travis has earned his way to New York City. I think he's actually going to get to the ceremony, which is considering where that kid started his career and considering everybody in Tallahassee wanted him like nailed to the bench three and four seasons ago. That's a hell of a story. So fantastic job by him. And I'm really glad he's going to get his, his shine there. Yeah. Uh, a couple games notwithstanding, I feel like this game's always close. So I'm actually going to take Miami plus four. What? <laughs> I'm going to hold my nose and take it. Uh, do you watch yeah. football? I do. <laughs> I mean, it's 14 for a reason. So uh, I'm going to take it's 14 it. 14 because people don't watch football. That's why it's 14. <laughs> I'm going to take it. We'll see what happens. Stranger things have happened. I don't. I would not think they would win. But 14, I would imagine this game something all those guys have circled. Now, last year, they got blown. their doors blown off. That may be extra motivation. That may be, uh, make them a little or easier to quit this year, but I'm just going to take the points in this heated rivalry. seems like once every 15, 10, 15 years, it's a blowout, but typically these are tight games. So I'm going to take it. Uh, let's go on to Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia's a 10 and a half point favorite um, over unders at 58 and a half. Uh, I like Ole Miss. I, I don't, again, this is another one. I may look like a moron later on, uh, but I don't think this Georgia team, watching them against Florida a few weeks ago, this is not, they're not at the same level as the previous Georgia teams. I think if you have a good offense, you can move the ball on them a little bit. Um, ten and a half, I think Kiffin will probably try to keep scoring to the end of the game, so maybe it could be a backdoor situation. But I like Ole Miss. I think they're probably the best offense Georgia's played this year, I would guess. Uh, so even though it's at home, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Vito likes Georgia. Stieg likes Ole Miss. Colin, where, where are you leaning here? Uh, question of the day is Brock Bowers. In, out, what we got? What do we know? I think he's out. That surgery is like a four to five week recovery, right? The tightrope. So no chance. Okay. So no I would chance. think, but I haven't heard. I haven't, I'll look, but I haven't, I haven't heard. My, my thought was he might be back for Tennessee. Um, if that is the case, I am definitely going to stick with what I was going to do. Yeah, he is doubtful. He's officially listed as doubtful. Um, and otherwise, uh, some oh, and Lad McConkey is on the list, but I don't have a status on him either. Um, McConkey would actually him being out would actually move this line just as much almost as as Bowers. 
Um, I see this at 10 and a half right now as well. I think if you're going to get it, go ahead and get it 10 and a half because I think this closes either at 10 or below um, because I like with 10 and a half, uh, the Ole Miss Rebels. I think that they move the ball efficiently enough. I think this is just a spot matchup where you hate going between the hedges. Like that's never fun. But if anyone can show that they can score big points on the road, it's been um, Ole Miss under lane. Um, Jackson Dart seems to be playing better now than I ever thought he would. Um, there was a time there where, I mean, when he was first at USC, I was like, oh, this kid's the second coming. And then he starts to fall off the cliff. But it seems like he's starting to get some comfort with this offense. Um, and Ole Miss, they're not good defensively, but they can slow you down just enough to make it annoying. And I do think that's what's going to happen here. Um, Ole Miss defense only allowing, where did I find it? Yeah. So uh, 5.1 per play seems high, but total yardage for a team that gives up as many possessions as they do is only 365. And in the modern SEC with the pace of their offense, to only be given up 365, 365 yards against an SEC schedule, that's actually not bad. So I think they hang around here. Um, I need the hook to bet it. But yeah, I'm going to take Ole Miss, especially at 10.5. I'd still bet them at 10, um, but with the hook, I'd, I might actually put real money on it. And it's a difficult, you kind of mentioned the schedule spot, but it's Georgia is going to be, it's Florida. Then last week against Missouri. So you have a big kind of emotional game against Florida, tough game against Missouri. Then I think next week they play at Tennessee, I believe. So right in the middle of a kind of a tough stretch for Georgia. Now they haven't seemed to have any issues previously. Nick, which way are you leaning here? You, you, You got a side or you think in total? I'm on the dogs here. It just it's it's kind of it's kind of a similar principle as uh my uh Michigan over Penn State pick. Um I I man, their offense is like Ole Miss's offense is great. That Jackson Dart's been really good. He's been killing it for this team, but man, going into Sanford going into Sanford Stadium and like at least keeping this I, I don't see it. I just don't I just don't see it with this Ole Miss team. I don't think, and I don't, I don't think this Georgia defense will allow over 200 receiving yards to Trey Harris as uh, Texas A&M allowed last week. I got, I got to see it from Lane Kiffin in Jackson Dart in these big games, like against the top, top tier teams in the SEC. And I, I just don't see it. I just think that this is a type of game where, you know, it may get kind of squirrely for Georgia in the first half, but then, they're gonna find. They're gonna eventually grind the rebels down and win this game by like touchdown. So I'm on Georgia here. Nathan, is this where Lane Kiffin shares or sheds his nepo baby tag you gave him earlier this year, or or is this where does this confirm it? Where where are you going? Oh, Georgia ten and a half. Um, I don't trust Ole Miss. I don't trust Lane. I gotta I gotta see it. He hasn't beaten the nepo baby charges yet. No. Lane, there's a lot on the line this week, is all we're saying. So, all right, so that one's perfectly split. Uh, three Ole Miss, three Georgia. And now we go off the board. So, I'll start because uh, the pick I wrote down during my daughter's gymnastics class is also the same pick Vito gave. Uh, we both like Alabama minus 10.5 at Kentucky. Um. Just on the surface, it seems low, but then I also think Kentucky's a little bit over. I think that Florida win is a lot overvalued. Um, Florida, as we've kind of seen, is not a great team. So 
that big win against Florida is not that big of a deal. They played a team kind of similar level to Alabama. We played at Georgia and got their doors blown off. So uh, I don't think they'll be able to run the ball on Bama, and I think Bama can do enough on offense to cover the 10.5. So Vito and I both like that. Stieg likes Oklahoma State minus 2.5 on the road at UCF. He is an old-school Cowboys fan from way back when, so he's still riding the wave. Uh, we know Stieg loves Pistol Pete. Nathan, where are you heading here off the board? Um, so I am going to the American, and I'm picking uh, the Rice at UTSA game, which is uh, UTSA favored by 14.5 points. Daniel's oh, doubtful. All right, well, you cut out for a second. What? Are you good now? Yes. I think okay. we were uh, talking about JT Daniels, maybe. Yeah, JT Daniels, doubtful. He's in concussion protocol uh, for this game. Uh, Rice's offense was is fun with JT Daniels in it. Not as fun without him. Um, UTSA has figured out their early season woes. Frank Harris looks a lot healthier than he did in September. And boy, howdy, they must be lip, licking their chops to go up against this very unathletic Rice defense just to prepare them for a, a very, uh, quote, immature in some parts uh, USF team next Friday. Uh, they could put up like, like 110 points combined in the two games. I'm taking UTSA to cover 14 and a half. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Rice. I was going to say, listen, Jake Daniels is out probably. But yeah, this is a game that was open 10 and a half. And then the JT Daniels news came out and it's jumped way up. And sir, there was a nine available. Oh, you could have gotten this for nine if you were <laughs> sitting at the counter in circa at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. And I saw that and went, oh my God, this is, I don't know how Vegas is pretty when they keep doing this kind of shit. Like they're, there are some times where I just go, I don't know how that happened. There was a nine out there in the streets. Like that's a that's a Morgan right now. I'm with Nate. I, I don't I don't know if I want to lay the hook here. Um I did get backdoored uh pretty badly by UTSA uh earlier this year, who took up on, on third and two, third and goal from the two, uh took 30 yards in unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and then had to give up a 75 yard drive the other way on via prevent. And it cost me a really brutal cover. So um that was uh one I say where but like a nine? Get out of here. That's a joke. That's a terrible line. Um, but yeah, I like Nate's side for sure. Nick, where are you going off the board? You got a is it a mainstream game? You got a sicko? Vito didn't give us a sicko. He went about as mainstream as possible. So uh, I guess because of one of the participants, it's like considered still considered somewhat mainstream now. Um, I'm going out west. I'm going Arizona minus ten and a half against Colorado. Shout out to Arizona, bowl eligible. Uh, Jet Fish turned that program around in a couple of years after like people questioned his hire. Um, Noah Fafita has been amazing. He's Wally Pip uh, in the lore. Like he's been he's been fantastic for the last couple of weeks. So good for him. Um, and on the other side, that Colorado situation a mess. It is a mess. Why do you like you brought Sean Lewis in? You. You post an act, a sitting active FBS head coach to be your offensive coordinator. And before the season even ends, you demote him for Pat Shermer. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Arizona 
like roles roles here. It's not going to matter. They're going to be in Boulder. They're going to kill this team. Colorado's been hanging around off turnovers, it seems like, the last couple of weeks. And did you see kind of the video that was going around today, I think, of the coordinators talking to the team and showing them how much they've improved from last year? And, like, you guys got to believe. It's like, well, that's not great in the middle of the season. So uh, <laughs> I like that. I think it's a good choice there. Nick, Colin, do you have a game uh, this week that you really like? I mean – I've always got games I like, sir. But um, what's your what's your, prop- what's your best bet, quote unquote, so, on the side of those three we talked about? So um, I'm going to throw a prop at the group as well. Um, Blake Corum over 73 and a half yards against, uh, yeah, um, they're they're going to run the ball down Michigan State's throat or uh, Penn State's throat rather. Um, I really like that. I'm not quite sure how that happened. Um, what what number? And I'm checking right now. What number do you have on Arizona State? Right now, uh, last I saw was 17, but let me look. Okay, yeah, it's still 17. Yeah, it's plus 17. Give me, give me Arizona State here, um, against Chip. Um, I got 17 and a hook when I bet this. Um, I really like this a lot. Um, it has been a very you talk about strange seasons, it's been a really strange season in Arizona State. But two things you can say about that team they are extremely well coached and they play their asses off. That is a really that is a team that for some reason with no bowl game and no postseason to play for is just absolutely going out there and busting their tails night in and night out and being a royal pain. They're a cover machine. Um, I really like it in this spot. And let's face it, you know, Chip's quarterback situation has not gone well. Uh, Ethan Garbers has not been good. Uh, the uh, the Moore kid has not been good. That's the true freshman. He's been in and out they've really struggled they've tried three different kids word from practices really both those guys are hurt yeah and Dude. you know and they they've been forced because yeah as you said because of injury they've had some, they i mean that's one of the reasons garbers got in you know or more got in the first place i believe um was because of injury so like they're you know they just don't have anything that adds up right now and arizona state will come at them they will be multiple very big coaching word but nobody is as multiple as arizona state they will blitz nine and play two in coverage and they will play and they will rush two and play nine in coverage. And they do that as much as anybody in the country. Um, and I think it'll give UCLA problems. So I really like I got Arizona State plus 17 and a half, and I love it. All right. So looking back, we all like Michigan minus four and a half. Uh Vita likes it over 15 and a half in Florida State, Miami. Everybody else likes Florida State. One moron likes Miami. Uh, and then we're split on Ole Miss, Georgia. Uh Vito and like like Vito and I like Bama minus 10 and a half. Nathan likes UTSA minus 14 and a half. Nick likes Arizona minus 10 and a half. Stieg likes the Oklahoma State Cowboys minus two and a half. Colin likes Arizona State plus 17 and a half. And Blake Corum over 73 and a half yards rushing. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment, help us game the YouTube algorithm. We'll be back next week going over these picks and previewing a new week of games. Thank you for watching.